Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, I know we're all back in the salon and we're trying to figure out the way we're going to work moving forward. And I know we had big aspirations and big dreams about how we were going to show up in the salon. And some of us have gotten back into the salon and have fallen quickly back into routines and habits that are not serving the lives that we ultimately want. So I'm really excited. I have space for three more stylists to do one-on-one coaching with you to help you take your career and business from where it is today to where you want it to go. And I know it's hard. I know that you know we get back into it and we can kind of almost numb ourselves out or distract ourselves and tell ourselves we were making enough money or you know the security's there. But at the end of the day, we don't have to choose one. We can we can have both. We can have a really fulfilling life and a really profitable business. And I think we get sold this lie that we have to pick one or the other. So head over to my website, wavemaking.com, and fill out my get in touch form. And I'd love to connect with you. All right. So today we have Jasmine Jones on the show. She is a beauty bridal coach. She helps pros create systems to increase profit and brand visibility without burning out. Today, I'm super excited to talk to her because we even just before this episode, we're talking all about like the mindset involved to go from a employee model to going into more independent and just like the mindset that's involved and the shift that has to take place from being an employee and believing there are rules to just kind of just stepping into the CEO mindset that Jasmine talks about. But Jasmine, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. And kind of before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to Jasmine, you know, before we the show, we talked about this too, just the inclusivity that we have in our industry and maybe the lack of diversity that kind of has been represented in the salon world. And I just, I'm so excited to be able to have Jasmine's take on this and kind of get her opinion because, you know, we were talking before the show that I felt like I wanted to have her on the show, but I didn't want her to feel like I was having her on the show because she was black. And I feel like there's just this, this kind of this narrative that I was afraid was happening. And I wanted to make sure she knew that I'm having her on the show because of the work she does, not because of how she looks. But Jasmine, do you mind just like explaining a little bit about what that's been like for you? Because it's definitely been something that I feel like I've not wanted to do the wrong thing. And I know that um, your work speaks for itself, but can you just tell us a little bit about what that's been like? Yeah, so absolutely. So um, one, I absolutely appreciate you just even bringing that up because that's a conversation that's hard to have and not many people have, um, you know, that confidence to say those things. But with me, especially um, within this time right now that we're in where, you know, people are just trying to like scramble around and say like, we are, you know, all about inclusivity and we're all about the diversity and they're kind of like reaching out to, you know, these different brands and business owners to kind of have them talk on their platforms. And we've had an crazy amount of people reach out to our brand because 
we're constantly showcasing diversity, you know, 24-7 over on my um, bridal beauty channel. And for me, it was kind of a uh, tug at my heart because it was like I was excited that I was, you know, being able to showcase my brand and talk about myself. But then it was kind of like, okay, well, all of these people are coming out of the woodworks and they want me to talk about diversity and inclusivity, which isn't my brand. It's a part of me, but it's not, you know, who I am in general. So that was just an amazing conversation that we had there um, prior to getting onto this call. But yeah, it was it was perfect because being being in a field where I showcase diversity, it's something that I it's it's just second nature to me just because I am a brown girl. So I'm like, let me just showcase like my fair skin girls, my you know Chinese, my mixed girls. So it was just a natural habit for me. But that's where my take just kind of came on it. Yeah, totally. And like, I know there's been times in my life where I'm like going through something or, you know, and, and not that this is all like that, but that feeling of feeling like, like you're a zoo animal or that yeah. people are, you know, approaching you, not necessarily because of the work that you do, but because of like something that's happened to you or a way that you look. And I just yeah. guess I've been kind of feeling like from afar, like, just in general, like, I wouldn't want anyone to feel like that because I know what it feels like to feel like, are you coming to me for pure reasons? And, um, so I just appreciate you, uh, weighing in on that because I, I feel like the work you do is it speaks for itself, obviously. And that's why I'm having you on, but I just wanted to like talk about that briefly. So thank you. Absolutely girl. You're so welcome. Yeah. So let's, let's dive in. So tell us a little bit about you have three businesses. I and do. so, but I assume you at one time were an employee oh and gosh, the gosh. shift that you had to make um, into just like believing that any of this was possible for you. So I guess just fire away. Yeah. So I will try and make it um, a short summary, but um, basically I was born in a household where I like to say I was, you know, conditioned to have a scarcity mindset. Right. So I always watched my mom have like so many jobs. So that just was normal to me. So once I got to the age where I can have my own job, um, I literally was a workaholic. I was always working because in the back of my head, I was always thinking about, okay, I need to make sure that I'm financially stable. I need to make sure that I can, you know, pay my bills. I was at the age of 16, I was already thinking about, okay, saving up so I can pay my bills. And it was just like that rabbit race started very young for me. Um, but basically by the time I, you know, went to cosmetology school, it was such an amazing experience. When I graduated, that is when I, you know, it really went down the rabbit hole because I was, you know, applying for some of these jobs and I really wasn't landing my dream job for, you know, a whole cornucopia of reasons, but I turned to all of these part-time jobs. At one point in time, I had like four or five jobs and I was a workaholic and I was still struggling to figure out where I was going to be. And I landed in a salon. I landed in a salon. I was there for a little bit and I was just like, you know, I think the bridal world is for me. Um, so I transitioned into freelancing with bridal companies while I was working some of those part-time jobs. And it was a voice that was in the back of my head since I was young. At the age of 19, I actually went and applied for my very first business license, but that business license sat on the back burner for so long because I did what was safe. 
I did what I thought I needed to do because of what I was around when I was growing up, seeing everybody working all of these jobs. So it sat on the back burner for quite some time. And it wasn't until I was coming home one day from a job that it gave me good money. It gave me amazing money at that. But I knew that I wasn't working to my full potential. I knew that there was more for me in that voice that kept yelling at me in the back of my head saying, Jasmine, it's time. You can go out on your own. You have exactly what you need to make this happen. And I just decided right then in that moment, you know, coming home, I was a little, I was a little pissy coming home because I was like, nothing's going on. And like, where's my life going? And I was like, I'm just going to listen to this voice. So Right then and there, I started game planning my exit plan. So uh, I was already freelancing with some bridal beauty companies. I had my bridal beauty company, but it was it was very sporadic. I didn't really know how to efficiently get clients. I didn't really know how to market myself. I just kind of like one and done, you know, posted on Instagram. And I thought that that was marketing right there. But um, I started to learn more. I started to invest in myself and I was looking for girls that were would be able to help me on some large wedding parties. So I had my exit plan set up. I had girls that would be able to help me because I knew if I had to go out on my own that I would need additional people to help me. I knew that I wouldn't I was not going to be able to do everything myself. As much as I wanted to, I knew that I was going to need help. So I did that and maybe 2 months later after I started, you know, actually getting into marketing, learning about branding, learning about messaging, my business started getting so many inquiries. It was crazy. So I put in my like two month notice for the company that I was working at and they actually ended up firing me. They fired me and they wiped out my book completely because they then saw me as their competition. So Mm -hmm. I am so glad that I was listening to that voice in the back of my head that told me like, Jasmine, plan your exit strategy. Because I was sitting in the car and I looked at my Google calendar and I saw that all of the dates for the, the rest of that year was wiped out. And I was so happy because I was preparing for that moment. I was preparing for that moment. So I already had girls who were on my team that were working, you know, weddings for me that I could just like put myself on and, you know, still have income coming in. So right then and there, I had to make a decision that I was no longer an employee. I was no longer working for somebody else's company. I now had, you know, team members. I now became, you know, a company owner and I had to, you know, get my shit together basically. So I, I revved it up and I dived deep into personal development and I dived deep into going to people that have done the things that I'm looking for for them um, in their business that I wanted to do something that was similar. So I was learning and I was, you know, adapting to the change. And a big part of that change was the way that I thought about things. And that's where that whole, you know, employee Uh, way of thinking and that CEO way of thinking basically shifted my entire life. Everything that I do, the the way that I operate money, you know, my food, the way that I start my morning, it all changed. Wow. I mean, I think that one of the things that you said that I just was like, yes, because you got more excited as you talked about like leaving and doing your own thing. But definitely for me, one of the secret sauces like you has been 
employing, like getting people around me that have done what I want to do. Yes, absolutely. It's, and it's so crucial because, um, before I even had, um, the girls on my team, before I was even thinking about, you know, having a team, the number one thing that I was doing was I was constantly Googling and YouTubing, you know, like how to get clients, how to make more money. And it's only so much time that you can actually, you know, spend on, you know, Google and YouTube because you can go down the rabbit hole really fast. But I didn't have, you know, three months to, you know, look at blogs and look at, you know, YouTube videos and write notes and see what was still actually irrelevant with the, the you know, the details that were given on these videos. I needed a blueprint and I needed somebody to tell me exactly what I can do because that saved me so much time. It saved me so much time. Yeah, like having someone be like, okay, up here at the light, hang a left. It's like, it it makes a difference, you know? Because I mean, I can't even tell you in my business how many times prior to bringing people into my life that help, have I like circled the hole. You know what I mean? Like just driven around where I need to go. And that's amazing. So what is some of like the, you said you kind of dove into personal development, which I totally have too. And just like, even if that's just like going on a nature walk, but like, what is, what does that look like? Because like, can like some examples of like, what, like as an employee, you, you were feeling versus like what you had to like, what limiting beliefs did you have to like get rid of? Oh my gosh. So that is such a loaded question. And I'm so pumped to like get into that. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> um, so for me, the biggest thing that I had to do with my mindset and based around my limiting beliefs is one, I had to become aware of them. I was so mm. used to operating in my, you know, well, like I'll go in, I'll clock in, I'll just do the job and then I'll go home and then I'll probably like sit on social media for the rest of the day. But with me being a business owner with a team, a whole staff, I had to become the leader. I am such an introvert. Um, I like to say like back in the day, I bet people thought that I was like a mute because I was that quiet, but um, I'm such an introvert, extrovert. And when it comes to stepping into that leader role, it was things that I needed to work on within myself, like my confidence. Sometimes I would think things, but I wouldn't have, you know, the confidence to actually say them or, you know, Mm -hmm. correct somebody. And with me having a brand, having a business, which is now um, my bread and butter, I had to make sure that everybody's expectation of what to expect what I'm expecting them to do is, you know, communicated, you know, um, efficiently. So I had to make sure that I was being aware of my weaknesses and my own strengths. So me diving into personal development at first, I hated it. I hated it because I thought it was crazy. Um, I am very big on affirmations right now. I'm big on meditation. I'm big on journaling. All of the things that I avoided before I, you know, had the success in my business because I was very results focused. I was very Mm -hmm. like, um, I just need to work, work, work. And then once I make this next client, then I can relax or then I'll, you know, uh, work on my health. But what ended up happening for me is it was a day where I woke up one day and I had so many things on my to-do list. Um, Like right when I first started um, with my team, I had so many things on my to-do list because I was just out networking and collaborating and building my brand. And I had such a stiff neck and I could not 
not even turn it like that that feeling just went down my spine but I'm the kind of person like I'm not going to cancel so I still went to all of my meetings with like a stiff neck sore back and I was just looking for any place that could give me a massage right so mm-hmm. I, I booked a place and I didn't even care how much it was. And I went in and I got a massage and I was like, this is amazing. Why don't I treat myself, you know, all of the time? So I started bringing in self-care into my personal development, which then helped with the way that I felt about my business because I wasn't so stressed out. I wasn't so, you know, in my head. And it was because of that, you know, meditation that I started doing, getting into, you know, just living a a healthier lifestyle because that day that I woke up, it literally knocked me on my butt. and And I was like, I'm working so hard, but I am, you know, killing myself, killing my body in the process of getting there because I was so results focused. So I I put my own health and my own mental health on the back burner by just being a people pleaser. So that was a huge shift for me to kind of like get myself mentally prepared because the way that I think is, you know, if I'm building a brand, what use is what use is my brand if I can't even be there to, you know, um, help and lead people in the direction that they need to go? Or how am I even going to live the life that I'm creating when I'm not healthy enough to enjoy it because I'm putting my own self last, right? So some mental, um, some limiting beliefs that I really had to get over was that I'm not good enough. And mm-hmm. I had a huge, a huge fear of success because just going back to how I was back in the day, like I said, I was a huge introvert. I was not the popular girl at all. Um, So it was just kind of a tug with myself like, okay, well, I was never popular. Can my business really be successful? Or I'm, I'm so quiet. Like, can an introvert really have a thriving business? And I was just like, having such a mental tug of war and what I ended up doing was I hired a coach I hired a coach and she was very big on affirmation she was very big on meditation and just like putting your self-care first and when I started doing that that's when my whole life shifted because I realized that my awareness was on you know just the results but I wasn't aware of how I actually felt what my body needed, what I needed in the role as a CEO, as a business owner. So it was so many things that I had to shift with those uh, limiting beliefs that um, they they no longer, um, you know, come up because I had to replace them with a different thought. Like, oh, who am I to do this? Who am I to start a business at 19? Or who am I to have, you know, um, employees working for me when I am, you know, this young? So it, it was right. so many things that I had to get over but it's just it's all of those things that pop up in your head all of the like the naysayings that are trying to keep you in your comfort zone so yeah yeah so like when you're just living in your comfort zone you're just in uh reaction mode so anything that gets thrown at you you're just like oh we'll see this is why I shouldn't have done it but you really have to push through. And I had to do a lot of uncomfortable things in order for me to get myself to where I am now. So I'll just give like one example. I hated, I hated public speaking. Oh my gosh, I hated public speaking so much, but I knew that I wanted to teach. 
I knew that I wanted to be on a stage and just kind of, you know, talk to people. So I challenged myself and I reached out to my old cosmetology school and I said, hey, I do bridal. I would love to come in and teach. Um, Do you have any dates open? And they actually told me that they had like three dates available. So me being, you know, ballsy, I said, give me all three. Give me all three dates. And I went there and it was so funny when I got in front of those students, it it was a switch that clicked that I never knew was in me because I was so talkative. I was so like excited. And I was like, I thought that I would have literally like thrown up in the corner, but like I was on stage and I was just talking and communicating with everyone. And I was like, this was meant for me. And if I never pushed myself out of that comfort zone, I would have never experienced that. So that's just some some um, examples that I can give you of some limiting beliefs and how I shifted my mindset from, you know, not being afraid to putting myself out there and getting visible, um, which really helped me. Yeah. So do you think as far as like speaking to that group, do you think that your why for wanting to help people or having it be bigger than you kind of got you out of your way? What do you think it was? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember, I remember the day that I went to my very first one and I was sitting in my car and my assistant rolled up because I asked her, I was like, can you like take pictures of me when I'm there? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, she was like, heck yeah, girl. So she came along with me and I was just like, sitting in the car doing like my my deep breathing because I was a little anxious but I was just saying like let me you know deliver some kind of value that these students can use that will help them because I I remembered the times when you know I was in cosmetology school and we would have guest speakers and sometimes the students would like pay attention and sometimes they would be on their phone or whatever and Mm -hmm. I was just like let me just relate to them let me say something that they can use that they can set up their business because that's one thing that I feel like um, cosmetology don't cosmetology schools really don't touch on it's the business after school yeah we talk about getting clients but we don't really talk about how to actually have a sustainable brand you know with like branding and marketing so I really wanted to give them information on that and we literally nerded out about branding and about marketing and about getting clients and it just lit me up when I left I felt like I ran a marathon and I was like I need to do it again so so it, it was it was so it was it was so beneficial for them and I just enjoyed every minute of it. That's so cool, you know, like even the, to be like, wow, and I already locked in two more dates. Right? So we're, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like what your business is like today. And like I know so many people like, you know, like would want to have their own business, but like what is like a typical day in your life look like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> A typical day in my life right now. Um, So right now I have um, a bridal beauty business and I have a team of 14 right now. Um, We're in four states, um, Tennessee, Georgia, North and South Carolina, which is really exciting. And I do have somebody that helps me like manage my social media and whatnot. So she's amazing. Um, Aside from that, um, I have a coaching business, which is all virtual, which is very 
very, um, you know, fun right now, um, especially during yeah. this time that we're in with the coronavirus. Um, and then my boyfriend and I, we have a, I like to call it like a bougie um, organic residential cleaning company, which is really fun because I'm such a cleaning nerd. And these, these are the ways that we can, you know, hire on staff and, you know, help them during a time right now where, you know, money is a little bit uncertain and, you know, help them provide for their family. So me just being home, I literally wake up um, today I woke up a little bit late because uh, my, my poor little pup, he's been having some, you know, doggy problems that we've had to like Aww. take him to the vet for. But aside from that, normally I'm up around seven or eight o'clock. I go on my walks, listen to my meditations. Most of my day is spent around, you know, doing things that make me feel good. So, you know, um, journaling, you know, doing fun things on the computer, connecting with people and, you know, answering some emails. But my day has been a huge 360 shift from what it used to be when I was just in that hustle, hustle mind space, that, uh, that mindset, because I just thought that the more that I work, the more that I would, you know, see the results sooner. But after shifting the way that I kind of, you know, went about my business and knowing that I get to make my own rules, I get to, you know, call the shots, I get to decide how long my work hours are. And that has just been a huge shift um, that's been really beneficial. And I am so pumped for what, you know, like what my life is going to look like when I'm like about 30, 35. I'm only 26 right now. But, okay, um, I was curious how old yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah, I have a baby face. So so people are like, wait, <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> but um, yeah, like just going into, you know, that space, um, I'm really excited for it. But my days are, they're very mellow. They're very mellow based upon what they used to look like. Yeah, like if you could go back to like when you were in that grind, could you believe, oh. could that person believe the life you have today? <laughs> Not even, not even because like my, my day, I'll quickly give you like an idea of what my day used to be like when I was in the grind. Um, my boyfriend, he had a job where he would, you know, wake up around like five o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I would be up at five and I would just fire up the laptop right at five o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't even meditate. I wouldn't even stretch. I would just get out of the bed and go straight to my laptop. And I was just like, okay, let's work on, you know, something, let's do some posts, let's, you know, showcase some things. And it was so draining. I would be on my computer from, you know, five o'clock in the morning until, you know, like two o'clock in the morning the next day. Um, I was not eating well. I would literally go to the drive-thru, get something fast. I would have monster drinks, energy drinks, coffee all day. And it was because I was just like, oh, well, I don't have time to cook. Like, I just need to get this results. I just need to make things happen. And I was miserable. I wasn't doing any self-care because, I was just so stuck on like that 24-7, got to make it happen, got to make it happen. But yeah, it's it's been a complete change from what it used to be to what it is now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how you, I remember times where like I thought like, like journaling, all those things, I thought like that's cute for other people, but like right. I have a business to run oh, like God. I or like I have clients to, to take care of. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh. Same. And I felt like that, that was my biggest resistance too, is 
like I, I always heard people saying like journal out and you know say your affirmations and you know like I used to say like I don't have time to like chant words of like I'm a money magnet clients come to me I was like mm-hmm. I, I have I have things to do like I have people to manage I need dates to get booked I need to make money I need to get rent paid so I, I thought that it was silly I thought that it was silly and I thought like only the crazies did it but like now like I'm like deep on the crazy train like I'm deep on it but yeah yeah, because it's it's so beneficial and like when I started making the shift into actually you know being open-minded and actually trying these new things that I haven't tried out you know based upon whatever I thought you know like oh this is crazy this is silly I was like okay well let me actually try it out let me try it out before I you know completely knock it and I tried it out a couple of times and I was like okay well you know I I don't see any results yet you know it's kind of like a muscle right um just like with your with your mental thinking it's like a muscle like if you stop working out and you have six-pack abs like those abs are going to go away. So that's the same way that I think about my mindset. Like if I am, you know, constantly working on, you know, getting better and, you know, seeing things from different perspectives and getting, you know, more clear on my awareness, that led me to what my purpose is. And if I never did that, I would have still been stuck in that hustle mindset or in that job that was draining me because I was going to be like too afraid to actually take that leap and bet on myself. So it's, it's been a huge change. Yeah. And I had a, I can't think of who it was, but I had a guest on, they were saying like those things, you don't see how they move the needle forward. So people that are very results driven are like, you know, like, I'm sorry, like I have a number to meet at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, your affirmations in the journaling or that nature walk aren't, aren't going to, aren't going to help me get there. Right. But like, that's just not true. Like they, they could be the thing that helped you get there. And like, it's funny, like all of quarantine, like I really rested. Yeah. And then I feel like it was the secret sauce to like then powering on. And like, you know, I was listening to something Brendan Burchard said. Oh, I, I love, love him. him. <laughs> yeah. Like he said, like, you know, like people that are like, I think it was, he was talking about race car drivers. Like they take mm-hmm. pit stops. He's like, they don't necessarily need the pit stop. Yeah. He's like, but they're looking to keep it running their machines, their vehicles themselves running well longer. He's like, so you take breaks. And I feel like that's like, I feel like I hear that in, in what you're saying. It's like, you know, like breaks are for weak people or, you know, like I had all these, these thoughts I had around like, you know, the people like that rested and that that was a luxury. And like you, I grew up with a mom that just had to work a lot. Yeah. And so I didn't ever see, I never saw somebody be successful because I saw my mom as yeah. successful, mm-hmm. single mom, golf pro, making it happen. Yeah. But what I saw that she had to do to get there and what I saw she had to kind of continue to endure, I just thought that that's like, that's how you stay successful. Yeah, and and that's so true. And that that was a big thing for me as well because me like I I was born in like a, you know, not so glittery neighborhood back in the day. So I I never really saw, you know, what could, you know, be for me because of what my environmental surroundings were like. So I that's when I started going to YouTube. And that's when like that personal development actually started to flourish. Because I started seeing, you know, like those blogs where, you know, like the day in the life of a CEO. And I was like, oh, okay, like they're going to Starbucks. They're going on a walk. Oh, 
nice. Like they're still having, oh, they're getting a massage. Nice. But I always thought, okay, I can do those things when I make this happen. Right. And it's like, sometimes I feel like we put a, uh, like a, a, like label on ourselves. Like we are only successful when we get this result. And when we get this result, then we can treat ourselves to, you know, a break or to, you know, a massage or whatever it is you want to treat yourself with. And it's because of how, how the world kind of like showed us what we have to, you know, air quotes, what we have to be like in order for us to be successful. So I completely agree with you right there. Yeah. Cause like, even I can remember when I was air quotes successful, yeah. but getting that massage, I wasn't even able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're there, but you're not really anywhere. Yeah. It's like, you're and doing so many thoughts in your head, like, Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Right. And it's like, I might as well have not gotten the massage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't like, and then the, then the therapist as if that's helpful, is like, you're really tight. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. You know? That, that sounds that's like help. me every time when I go, they're like, girl, you have a lot of stress in your shoulders. I'm like, tell me about it. <laughs> but you're like, like, and then you go into the woo-woo stuff. You're like, yeah, that's where people carry stress, you know? Like, yeah. You know, oh shocker. It's crazy. Yeah. So as far as like, if you had one like tip or just thing you would like to leave someone with that's like wanting to make make a move in their career that, you know, is, you know, just wanting to start to kind of change the way that they see the world and they see themselves. And, you know, is there, is there something that you would say like, Hey, like this is pro tip 101. Yeah, I would definitely say, and I know some people are going to like think that I'm crazy, but the biggest advice would be to slow down slow down Mm. because I was so used to the, you know, like things have to happen now, now, now. And I was always, you know, like piling, you know, things on my to-do list. And, you know, if there was any clear space on my calendar, then it was like, oh, you're not being productive, Jasmine. But Mm. what I really had to do was I had to slow down so that I can speed up later. Right. So I had to slow down and figure out, okay, what do I actually want to be doing? So I would say, ask yourself, what what is it that you want to be doing? And then, you know, go back to the things that you love. Of course, we are, you know, a lot of us that probably listen to the podcast, they're probably in the beauty world. But I like to tell people that you are more than your external talents, right? You you have mm-hmm. internal talents, you have gifts that you are great at communication that you don't necessarily have to, you know, be behind the chair if you don't want to be behind the chair. You know, for me, when I wanted to step out on my own, I just wanted a sense of freedom, flexibility, you know, doing the things that I want to do. I was over, you know, missing out on family events and all of these things because I had to work. So I would say definitely slow down, get clear on what it is that you love doing and go back to some of those things that you used to do back in the day that got you so excited when you were younger and see how those things can tie into, you know, where you're wanting to go on into the future. And I'll just say, you know, try out a couple of things, see what resonates with you. And once you find it, create a plan of, you know, growing a community around you. And that can be over on Instagram, you know, the Instagram world, 
or um, Facebook, YouTube, whatever your creative outlet is, just create a community around you by connecting with people that do similar things. So um, especially um, now over in the, you know, coaching world, I've been connecting with so many different bridal beauty coaches and just like hairstylist coaches in general. And they have really just been such a light that I can just speak to and figure out, oh, okay, well, what did you do along this journey? Oh, you did that. That is amazing. Maybe that should be something that I can try out. Get around and surround yourself with those people in that community that are, you know, lights of positivity because you need to make sure that you're constantly surrounding yourself with people that are going to elevate your vibe. So for me, like I was saying, I was not born or raised in like a, you know, glittery neighborhood. So the way that I did that was online. It was through looking at blogs of different CEOs, you know, doing their day in the life and just piecing a part of like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to try that. Let me do that. Or let me get into that. And I just found my own version of my success, my own version of success of what I wanted my life to look like. And then I just went from there by building my community and then things just found me as I, you know, went further along that path. I freaking love that. And I like when you were talking, it's like, yeah, you can be going really fast in the wrong fucking direction. Oh my so gosh, if you think right? you don't have time, if you think you don't have time to like slow it down to just kind of get calibrated in the right direction, like you can't afford not to. Yeah. And, and that was my thing. And, and, in a, in a crazy way, and I said this to somebody else, I think I, I said this to Jody, but I was saying, you know, in a way, I'm, I'm sad that, you know, this whole corona thing happened, but I, I appreciated it because it allowed me to simmer down and it allowed me to redirect my intention to what it is that I want to be building. It's like, am, am, I, am I building something right now that's going to be sustainable or am I building something that is going to be something that I can look back on and just be like so joyous about? Like, oh, you remember that time when you overworked yourself and you couldn't do anything for like a week? Like, oh, those were the days. Or do you remember the time when you gave yourself the time, space, and energy to create that business that is now thriving? You know, so I, if, if you are saying, I don't have the time, then you definitely need to find the time. When you're in the bathroom, when you're in the car, you need to find the time because, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I think is so exciting about this industry and what, like, what, like coronavirus has the space that it's un unfortunately and fortunately given us yeah. is I think this industry and the people of this industry didn't actually, it was a forced slowdown. Mm -hmm. And I think people are looking at themselves in the mirror for the first time potentially and, and really like seeing what things are versus what they thought or wanted them to be. And I think mm -hmm. some people are finding that they need to make some massive changes. And so I think everything you're saying is just really like gives, I think it gives me hope, but it gives a lot of people hope. I think listening to this because like, it's like, no, no, you're right on track. If you slow down and you got to kind of make some adjustments, like yeah. that's why you've been distracting yourself all this time. Yeah. And, and one thing that I do want to say, um, based off that, that quick conversation was, 
when when you're slowing down and when you're analyzing, you know, like looking at yourself and seeing where you are, the number one thing that you should not do is don't go and look at what everybody else is doing, right? Don't oh, go, Jesus. Don't, yeah, tell them. yeah, don't say, oh, well, look at, you know, look at Susan's career. She's doing this and she's doing that. And look at what I'm doing. I should be doing that. Like that. Kiss a death. Right? Kiss a death. Oh my gosh. But like the number one thing that I like to tell people is that, you know, and and the same thing with me, because I know there's some like girls in like the area that I work in and they're like, oh, like she's, she's, she's doing podcasts and she's doing online coaching. Like what in the world? Like, do we need to be doing that? And it's like, no, like do exactly what your internal talents are, right? So going back to those internal and external talents, me, I get fired up when I talk to people. I used to act like I had talk shows back in the day. I used to (laughs) attempt, attempt to do YouTube back in the day. So, you know, being in front of a camera and just being, you know, my animated, you know, natural self, that's normal for me. And I'm not telling people like, oh, get in front of a camera and say, hey, world, because, you know, like that's just my personality. Do what feels right for you and see where, ask yourself like, okay, if I can do anything, for the next, you know, five to 10 years, what would I be doing? How often would I want to be working? How much money would I want to be making? And figure out throughout your hobbies and your inner talents, okay, what do I know right now how to do that I can, you know, create a life that would support that? Because we already have all of the answers in ourselves, but we're so used to, you know, getting a yes from the boss, getting a yes from the manager, getting a yes from, you know, you know, corporate to see, okay, well, is this the great, is this the best move that I should take? But really you need to ask yourself, is this the best move for me? And don't even look for anybody else. Don't ask anybody. If, if you feel it, that you should do it, just do it. That's beautiful. I'm like nodding along like, yes. Um, so where can people find you and what do you have going on? Because I want to, I want to stay up to date with you. Yes. So you can find me. I'm always over on Instagram at beauty and a and D the network. And that's, that's my little hangout spot. Um, and you can also find my podcast beauty and the network. That is where I talk all about marketing strategies and I go deep and raw and talk a lot about mindset, of course, because that's where I nerd out at, but yeah. Yeah, what I have coming up is I have some amazing things for my freelance beauty pros. I used to be a freelancer for a while, as I was talking about um, in my story, but I have some amazing things coming out for those who are just looking to do that next step in their life. If it's, you know, getting into the online field or if it's just, you know, creating a uh, bigger, better brand that can support the life that they want to be living along with not burning out at all. So I'm going to talk about productivity. I'm going to talk about mental health. I'm going to talk about all of the things that I used to hate, but it's because I want you to make that transition out of employee thinking to CEO living. And that's coming up in August. Oh, I'm going to keep in touch with you. Yeah, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Well, thank thank you you so much. much. Of course. And thank you so much for having me, girl.